and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to bring on Wes Platt, Executive Editor, School Bus Fleet, maiden voyage on NSTA, The Bus Stop, Wes, so welcome. Uh, hey, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for taking the time. Listen, our pleasure. You know, so, you know, School Bus Fleet is, you know, obviously a well-known publication throughout the industry. But in case any of our listeners, you know, aren't familiar with it, you know, can you give us, you know, the elevator speech about School Bus Fleet? Sure. It's fairly fresh in my mind. I've been executive editor for about a year now, coming up on August. So it is a magazine still in print, but we're doing a whole lot of work on the web. Uh, and multimedia uh, that's been around since 1956. And to fully date myself, it's 10 years older than me. So that makes me <laughs> pretty old. But it is it, it is kind of the, the transport, pupil transportation industry go-to for uh, transportation directors, for original equipment manufacturers. We've got our annual fact book that we put out where we get Bluebird, Thomas Pilt, and a lot of newcomers uh, in the industry with the technology that's been uh, shifting and changing over time. And we also do surveys. We try to keep a pulse, like I know NSTA does too, about what's going on in the world of people transportation. And it is a lot lately, as you know. So it's uh, really, it's geared toward the professionals in the people transportation industry and the bus drivers uh, as well who work in it. Yeah, and you alluded to Wes that you know coming on your one year anniversary, you know, with uh, School Bus Fleet and being executive editor. Maybe for the listeners, you can talk about your you know experience. It's actually one of the things I really like about doing a podcast is you know finding out you know where people came from, where they you know cut their teeth, and you know how they ultimately landed in student transportation. So I think right. uh, hearing your 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 background would be great. Yeah, it's it's a long and winding, uh, weird kind of road that I took to get here. I was originally a uh, professional journalist at the St. Petersburg Times, which is now the Tampa Bay Times. I worked there for more than a decade in my earliest iteration as a journalist and was working in uh, regional editions. I built my own bureau <laughs> in central Pasco County uh, in Florida really enjoyed being a community journalist. And then I went into video game design, which was like this, you know, whiplash turn that I took in my career. Did that for a while, got back into journalism at the Herald Sun here in North Carolina, and then went back into video games, went into technical writing for a transportation logistics company. And that sort of led to me learning about student transportation, pupil transportation opportunities. And I also covered K-12 education as a reporter for a few years. And I've got two kids, uh, and one of them is already in elementary school. The other one's getting ready to start pre-K. So I've got a vested interest in this kind of topic. So that's kind of the, the quick summation of a long journey to get to this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of kind of alignment with, you know, some of the things you did, you know, with respect to student transportation. So, you know, all that experience, I'm sure has been, you know, very helpful. Although, you know, when you enter a new field of, of study, if you will, uh, it takes you forever to learn all the acronyms, right? 
Absolutely. Well, the acronyms have been a challenge from time to time. And just the the education by fire hose, you know, it's just like you take a drink and everything's coming at you. It was not a come in, get your feet wet. It is just jump in because, you know, within months of my coming on as the executive editor, we've got the clean school bus program, the, the bipartisan infrastructure legislation going through. We've got a driver shortage. We've got all this stuff going on. So I feel like I got really well immersed at the beginning. And now I'm just really excited for the possibility to actually get out and meet more people in the industry. Because, you know, now that COVID is sort of fading in the background, it feels like we're loosening up a bit and I can do more than just learn by you know, immersion. It could be more like learn by getting out and networking. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, so true. And, and that kind of is a great segue, you know, to our next uh, topic, and that's the 2022 NSTA annual meeting convention. Now, School Bus Fleet is our exclusive media uh, partner for the event. And so, and we're so pleased to be joining, you know, not only with you, but also George Brennan, you know, in this partnership. But maybe you can talk a little bit to the audience about uh, SBF's involvement. And this is kind of the first time, you know, for both of us engaging in, in a partnership of, you know, this scope. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts, you know, on the upcoming meeting in Niagara Falls? No, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've kind of been getting my toe in the water with a couple of events that are coming up. Uh, and that one that just came up was at Fleet Forward in Chicago, where I went and helped out our team from Bobbitt on that event. And it really got me thinking uh, about how exciting it's going to be to kind of go for this multi-day event where I'm not just helping out. I'm actually, you know, part of the team putting this thing on and also being able to cover it for School Bus Fleet and SchoolBusFleet.com to just be able to kind of plant myself there as if it's one of my bureaus <laughs> and uh, share what's going on. It's going to be, I think, more of a challenge for me. Again, it's going to be kind of that fire hose effect where I'm going to have to pick and choose which one, which things I actually go to and get to cover as opposed to what I'm actively participating in, which we still are going to want to cover that and talk about it. But yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really eager to do that. I'm excited that we're able to do this, that George uh, and, and you guys were able to work this out. I think that, you know, we, I think we've had good uh, relations in the past and we've had a lot of good stuff. NSTA's monthly column is invaluable in our magazine. We've really enjoyed having that. And this just seems like a natural extension of that kind of thing where uh, we get to be involved and provide coverage and spread the word about what, uh, what your association's up to. Yeah, no, and that's, that's great. And we're excited on our, you know, our end too, because, you know, one of the things we found during the pandemic, you know, Wes, was that, you know, even though in, in a lot of cases, buses weren't running, people were more curious about, you know, the interworkings of student transportation. So we took that as an opportunity to tell, you know, our story, how we've been doing it, you know, successfully, because, you know, traditionally, you know, school bus doesn't make the news unless there is some kind of incident, you know, which right. doesn't speak to the, the really high level of success that the industry, you know, has had transporting, you know, 25, 26 million, you know, children to school, you know, each day. And so um, I guess my question, you know, for you is, you know, as a trade publication, I think you guys do a great job of kind of balancing, you know, you, you report you know, what you need to do as far as, you know, what we'll, we'll call news, 
but then also right. highlighting the industry and the players in the industry, which I think is vitally important. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there are certainly things that we're going to have to cover. If there's a, a major accident with fatalities, um, the kind of thing we have to cover, or even like some really dramatic thing, like the uh, the guy that was racing his Mustang in New Mexico and rammed the side of the school bus and flipped it on its side, injuring some kids. Uh, I mean, the bus did its job and, and saved uh, the kids inside so they didn't get hurt that badly. Some got hurt badly enough that there's a lawsuit now. But, you know, those are things we have to cover. But you're right. I mean, it's like uh, you don't hear about all the planes that land safely. You hear about the ones that crash and you hear about the bad ticket lines and things like that. So with school buses, when it comes to that kind of news, yeah, it's going to be the the bus driver that drives drunk, the crash that happens and there's a fatality. But we also really do try to balance that uh, even more with, you know, here's some new technology that's coming out. Here are the good radios and transfer and tracking systems for students and ridership, uh, which, you know, we're looking at as well, as well as just, you know, promoting industry news when NSCA has a, a conference coming up, when NASDIPS has a webinar, um, you know, we try to attend. It is, that's our role. And on top of that, we're, you know, putting out uh, the press releases that come in on a regular basis. So there's a lot of industry news press releases, uh, features about technology. We really do try to have, I feel like it's, you know, a, a 90-10 kind of thing where it's more industry news uh, and events and people. And then you've got to have the 10% that's the, here's, here's the stuff that is happening. And oddly enough, that 10%, maybe not odd as a journalist, this doesn't surprise me, but that 10%, that stuff that is the, the sad or tragic news ends up being some of the most read and most frequently read when you see the trending stories at the end of the week from school bus fleet. Like right now it's the Arkansas accident with the, the school van that got hit by a fuel truck because they turned in front of the truck. You know, those end up being really well read. Maybe the, the camera story doesn't get as well read, but I think the camera story is just as important, if not more so, because you can find out about that Arkansas school crash by looking on the web. And sometimes our sources are those other outlets, TV outlets. But you're not going to find necessarily that camera story somewhere else. So, or a trend story about electric buses and electrification for your fleets. Right, exactly. And interestingly enough, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, covering AMC for school bus fleet. One place mm -hmm. where you, one panel you can't cover is the evolving trends in special needs transportation because you'll be you'll be moderating that panel actually. So, right. um, or maybe you can cover it from from the from the inside, so to speak. Yeah, but, uh, it's going to be more of an insider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in in terms of you know the the, the panel, not asking you to give away the entire story here, but you know maybe give the listeners a quick sneak preview of you know that that panel on evolving trends in special needs transportation. Yeah, I, I think honestly, I mean, we, we still are working out the plans for that. And there are other people on the panel and I don't want to be the one that kind of dominates. I want to be able to hear what they want to talk about too. But I know the thing that's kind of foremost on my mind and has been, I'm sure for you and for a lot of your listeners is the, the driver shortage. Uh, and especially, I mean, it's hard enough to get a driver for a, you know, uh, a regular population school bus. 
and the shortage is so real out there for so many school districts and contractors. And the the special needs drivers, I mean, within that that already shrinking pool of people that you have to choose from to drive our most precious cargo from home to school, you have to be even more well-trained and ready to work with these kids that that have special needs, kids that have autism, kids that have uh, disabilities that they have to work with and that you have to work with as a driver. When we already have a dwindling population of school drivers as it is, keeping those drivers uh, in the special needs sector just seems so much more important to me. And it seems like a big part of that conversation certainly can start with how do you keep those people? How do you find those people? And and how do you, you know, keep doing the best job possible to serve that population of students that needs that kind of care? So that's the thing that's on my mind. I'm sure there are going to be a few other good topics that come up as we go forward and planning for it. And I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. And just to highlight the panel, Wes is going to moderate, but we, we have two great panelists with them, including Brooke Garcia from Four Seasons Transportation in Canada, which specializes in special needs transportation, as well as Mirza Valentin from AMF Bruns that, that specializes in equipment for special mm-hmm. needs transportation. So it's going, to be, it's going to be a great panel, Wes, and we're looking forward to it. A lot of great information on this podcast. As time is running out on us, I'd, I'd like to give you you know, a last couple minutes to just let people know where they can find out if they're they're unaware, where they can find out more information about school bus fleets, you know, and, and Boblet as well, because you, you know, do a lot of great work in the transportation space. Yeah, I uh, I, I recommend everybody get to schoolbusfleet.com. And there's a newsletter subscription link there. We put out newsletters every Tuesday and Thursday. If you can't get to the website religiously, we put out a magazine currently 10 months a year. So in the summer months, we do one issue every couple of months. And then we get back to August and September, we'll be back to monthly. And I I think just, you know, reach out to me at west.platatbobbit.com if you ever need anything. Bobbit. Uh, is our umbrella company. It is the, we've got a fleet sector within Bobbit that covers everything from work trucks to heavy trucking to automotive. We've got uh, our sister publication is the Metro website, which handles public transit. So they do buses and there are other, we're, we're considered the bus bureau, but they're, a, they're more the uh, college and grown up level of buses. <laughs> but yeah, but we've got, uh, yeah, a lot of variety in, in the Bobbit portfolio. So I'm excited to be kind of one of the in one of the older magazines. But I feel like we're trying to to be like other publications within our brand that have, you know, good multimedia. We're trying to do more with video and and podcasting as well. So yeah, it's an exciting time. Great. Once again, our guest at NSTA the bus stop, Wes Platt, he's executive editor of School Bus Fleet also going to be moderating a panel at our uh, annual meeting convention and school bus fleet is the exclusive media partner for the annual meeting convention so wes thanks so much for taking a few minutes to join us at the bus stop my pleasure thanks for having me a stop sign we all know them and we all know what they mean traffic must stop before proceeding a school bus stop sign is no different but unfortunately many drivers don't stop for a bus Passing a stop school bus has so many consequences. 
It's dangerous and even deadly. And that's why the STOP Act is so important for keeping kids safe. Keystone, as your advocate and partner for protecting children and your business, has supported this act and is proud to say it was recently signed into law. Everyone in the community plays a role to make sure students get to and from school safely. Keystone helps you protect the children you transport and your livelihood, your business. Keystone's school transportation insurance program is offered through its network of agents around the country who specialize in the industry. For more information, visit keystoneinsgrp.com and search for school bus contractors. With Keystone, independence works better together.